Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift Episode 263, and I, of course, am your host, your funky leader, the greatest man who's ever lived. It's me, it's Matt, and I'm pumped for the show as always because I love Third Shift and love podcasting. This is my favorite time of the week. It's Well, it might be my second favorite, but it's probably my favorite. And with me, as always, it's the man who's who's cutting his mouth open just like Joker. He's giving himself those scars. There's no interesting story there. Well, I don't know how I got these scars. I was really stupid <laughs> on a podcast. And just cut my face up. <laughs> Why'd you do it? Is it because you're crazy and have a tortured backstory? No, I'm just I'm just dumb. <laughs> no, because it is a tortured backstory. I'm here. I'm gonna podcast again today, everybody. <sighs> cutting my lips. <sighs> That's why, Matt. That's not a torturous backstory. That was just oh. you. This is your favorite time of the week. Shut up, Eric. He's here. He's with me. He's Eric. He's the light bearer, the light bringer, the light bearer, bringer, the beastmaster of third shift. He's here to tell us how his week was. Was it so bad that he's going to cut his own face off, just like you, the Joker did in the actual comics? Did you just hear that, everybody? He said, shut your mouth. This is your favorite time of the week. <laughs> you see what I got to deal with? You see? He makes me do this. I have been doing this for years. Years that he keeps. You got to deal me. with someone who tells you facts. Oh man, well, what's the shucks out? He's telling me how it really he is. He keeps Gally telling Jeepers. me I've got to show up, or he's gonna hurt me. That's why. That's why it's all done. Secrets out, everybody. Matt's a serial killer. He's a psychopath. He's been making me do this for three plus years. Now, two out of those three things might be true, but the third thing is not true. Yeah. I don't. I don't force you into doing it the other things we're just going to forget about that you mentioned about we're going to roll on with the show man it's funny you say how was your week okay because the week was great had a lot of fun and part of this uh whole weekly thing is actually going to turn into a whole shtick for a minute but let's start with outriders matt he told me he said hey buddy i got things i gotta do we can't play a whole night of games but we can do a couple hours We got an Outriders. We had a fantastic time. We actually made real progress, got to whole new areas, did whole new things. The the game was challenging, but not difficult. And that's that's what we wanted all along. We found our sweet spot. I think we did it. We got where we need to be. And as we progress, we might up at one as we get more gear. So that way it stays in that sweet spot. Matt's shaking his head. He's like, hey, how about we just I keep just it on? I just want guaranteed easy? fun times. I just want fun times. That's all I want. That's it. I agree with you. I just want fun times, but I want to make sure we're getting the loot that goes with the fun times. And I think if we get too far behind in them world tiers, we might not get any loot anymore. And then that takes away fun times. You say that, but in like one or two play sessions, we'll be done. So it doesn't matter if we're That's getting actually loot, very we're true. never going to play it again because it'll correctness. just be complete and on the shelf. Yeah, you're right. Not not like I'm saying like, oh, we'll never play it again because we hated it. It was a great time. We're having fun, just like we said. Mm-hmm. But it'll be it'll be complete. Yeah, and then realistically, we're going to move on because we have it takes two. We've got another playthrough of Young Blood. Yep. We've got Borderlands to play. Our second playthrough. We it's too much. So many things going on. So many games to play. So that's what we did with Outriders that day. We had a good time. I look forward to doing it again. Probably, possibly tomorrow. You know, we might do a duo game tomorrow. Who knows? We'll see how it rolls. But it was a good time for the few hours we got to play before Matt had to get off, get to bed, so he could be ready for his weekend, which I'm sure he'll tell you about later. Who knows? Maybe he won't. He's a secretive person. Maybe he went and did some killing. I don't know. He doesn't tell me these things. And as long as I'm not the person getting killed, 
I'm not going to say too much about it. You know what I mean? I literally posted on Instagram about it. So if you wanted to know, I don't, you I don't go seen to Instagram. It. It's too bad. It's too bad. You, you, you avoided the one great social media source. That's it. And you missed Instagram, out. Instagram, no, it's, 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 yeah. I can barely do Twitter, man. You, and you want me to get on Instagram. But Instagram, you just look at wonderful things. The air fryer videos I was telling you about. You look at that. You look uh-huh. at people making delicious food. And you go, oh, man, I'm so hungry right now here at work. Oh, man. Wow. But you don't look at it and go, gosh, I sure am mad about that thing I saw. You just go, I was gosh, say, be- <laughs> I sure am hungry because I looked at great pictures of food and wonderful things. Maybe that's where I need to get off Twitter and just get on Instagram. Uh-huh. Where I don't have to see people's opinions, I just get to see people's pictures. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a good idea, man. I'll take that into consideration. While I'm doing that, of course, I got into Destiny 2, played a bunch of that, did some of the weeklies, did some of the hoorahs, trying to catch up. I've already told you guys this story a million times. It's fun. Still having a good time with it. It's kind of taking a back seat again, though, because some other game came up. Ah, such is life. What do you do? Borderlands 3 got in there, which we'll talk about a little bit later. And I got in there for a particular reason, because of a thing we're going to say in a little bit. Did the things, got the codes, had some issues, was like, what the hell? Went and did a couple things, hit a boss up, did that, did this. It's like, all right, oh, that was fun, that was neat, it was cool, all right. Checked out the new skins, did this. And I was like, all right, well, without Matt here, I don't really see the point of me keep on messing around with this. We're doing our second characters, we're doing our second playthroughs. I just wanted to make sure I got the gear that was given to us, so that's what I did. And, of course, in real life, I was in a parade. I was in a parade, everybody. Man, out here in this little little country town of mine where, you know, nobody lives, just a small town, I tried to convince Matt. I said, hey, there's this whole cool shindig going down. You want to be a part of it? And he said, that sounds pretty neat. And I said, yeah, it's a big parade. We're going to have fun. And I said, oh, the girls are in it. And they're in the Girl Scouts part. And he goes, oh, kids. I wanted to hit him with a car. And I went, oh, Jesus. That sounds pretty brutal, dude. What I actually did was I was picturing like Mad Max world. Like the parade of all the freaks and big old giant cars and people hanging off of them and going, that's what I really thought. And I was like, I'm too polite to say this to my friend Eric to his face. He's like, oh, look, like a parade of freaks like at the circus or like Mad Max World. And that's, so that's why I said, I don't think so. I think I'll pass. Plus, I was already doing the thing that I'm not going to tell you about. You have to find out on my Instagram, Instagram.com slash the real Doc Funky. I was in my own parade, actually. If you want to see no, more, check out the Instagram. Yes, it was. Matt's never was. been in a parade. He's never in a parade. He's it was a, a parade of sorts. <laughs> I was in a real parade, an actual official parade through our town, the whole nine yards. It was. I wasn't expecting much from it. it. Ended up being crazy. People everywhere coming out, you know, having a good time. All sorts of cool stuff. There was uh, Ghostbusters cars with, you know, everybody all dressed up doing this and that. There were. Uh, the Pokemon all dancing around all over the place. The fire departments, you know, the police departments all out there. Horse, well, if you know where I live, it's horses were a huge thing. So, obviously, horses all over the place. Did you have that one guy who was kind of strung up on the chains? He had a bunch of amps behind him playing the guitar that no, shoot fire? No, man. No. These guys, the guys live, with like the spears not, where they launch themselves and they go, witness me! It's, it's not Mad Max, man. It's not Mad Max. I don't know. We I don't live out in this world. I don't know where you get this idea from, but <laughs> we don't live out in that world. I wish we did. Trust me. I wish we did. But we don't. It was just, it was pleasant. It was nice. It was fun. I was expecting an onerous, horrible time, you know, but ended up being just fine. Cool. It was still a long walk. We did like, the whole parade took probably about a two-mile walk. So 
uh, and it was pretty warm. So, you know, you just march, 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 going on and on. I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> drenched in sweat, but whatever. Still had a good time. So that's what I did in real life. And then last but not least, man, Tales of Arise. I told you guys about this game last week. I said, hey, it was out. But I wasn't going to talk about it because I'm actually going to play it. I played it. I've got about 17 hours under my belt so far. Whoo. God bless. What a game, man. What a game. I'm telling you, I've always been fond of the Tales series. I kind of fell off after the GameCube series. I think I played Berseria for a while, never finished it, Symphonia a little bit, you know what I mean? Dabbled in them, but never ever completed any of them, except for GameCube and before. This one, instantly. Just gorgeous environments. Characters are a lot of fun. The battle system's not... Well, it's always been for Tales. It's never been a, a turn-based. It's always been action, you know, base and whatever. This one just feeds on that 100%. You go into battle, and you've got all these moves. you got three aerials, three ground moves that you can do. You can switch characters if you need to do their moves or whatever. You can focus on one. And the best part is, is while you're focused on yours, the AI, they're rock and roll. They're doing their supers. They're doing their moves. They're healing people. Like, I'm not playing as the healer right now. Anybody, Anytime somebody goes down, boom, you hear... I'm getting you up. Don't worry about it. Poop, they're back up. Anybody gets down below 30%, boop, heels getting cast. I don't know why this hasn't existed in the past, but I'm just very impressed with how the AI handles things. The only shtick I have with the AI is whenever you get uh, larger baddies right now, they come in for like their power move. Obviously, you see them winding up for it, you know, holding in their breath or getting their you know their sword charged up or whatever. They don't move out of the way like they should. Any any real person, obviously, be like, oh, here it comes, you know, giant attack. Your AI now, you know, the the healer and the spellcaster will be out of the way, but any melee in your party just gets completely wasted every single time, and that's frustrating because I'm like, come on, this is very basic. Come on, dude. You've played enough World of Warcraft to know not everybody's going to move out of the way of the big big fire thing. I know. You, you, you understand in the fire sometimes. You just gotta... I know. But that's where having the good healer makes up for it. At least I can go, okay, well, this idiot, this fool's an idiot. Here we go. They're going to heal him up. We're going to be okay. So combat's been a lot of fun, mixing and matching, trying to figure out what ground and aerial attacks work best for me. And then they also tie into like your supers and stuff. So you got to use them enough to get the super activated. And then once it's activated, you can use it. But sometimes if you want to use to a new move, you lose that ability for your super. So you get that trade-off, which is really nice. And the character interaction is really fun right now. Everybody's together going on this whole wonderful little mission, you know, having a good old time. But they're all on it for different reasons. And it's really neat how I'm like, it's kind of resembling real life. Hey, I want this thing and you want it too. Well, I want it because of this. I want to do it because of this. We're not going to talk about what's going to happen when we get to the point where you want this because you did this, but I actually wanted to do this. Let's just be friends up until we get there. Then we'll see what happens. And they're kind of doing that, and you know it's building up to end up being a problem, end up being something. But in real life, you would probably do this too. It's just it's kind of fun, you know. It's like, hey, we're on the same team right now. Let's just do what we got to do. Don't ask too many questions. Don't, you know, don't get too in depth about it. Let's just get to where we need to be. Then we'll figure it out. 
and that's kind of what the how these characters are all interacting and going about everything, and it's it's fun because it's they're getting along, they're having a good time, but you know that not all of them are going to have a great time at some point. There's going to be an issue in the future, and so you can interact with characters, kind of build relationships, which is neat. But you got to kind of think about well, who do I want to build a relationship with, because this person wants to do this for an entirely different reason. Are they going to stick around? Are you going to, I mean, you know, or are you instantly going to be ostracized by everybody else if you agree with this person later on? I don't know if it gets that deep. Not sure. Probably not. But I'm still playing as if it is and having a good time with it so far. They're all whimsical. They're all it's typical Japanese stuff, but it's a great game. You know, if you want a cool JRPG but with the, you know, the wild, awesome combat instead of your old school turn-based thing, this is it. And it's just gorgeous, and it's got that watercoloring kind of textures everything everywhere you go. And you know it's going to last, Matt. And you know it. Ten years down the road, you'll be able to play this game and still think that it looks nice. And that's, I think, really cool, really important, because I think that the PlayStation 5 and this, well, this current gen is going to last pretty long just because of the rollout of it so far. And maybe I'm wrong, but I think it's important in the long run because this game just looks good no matter what. I think you're 100% going to be wrong because we always think that. Oh, oh this no. generation is going to stick around for a while. PS4 Pro, that's going to extend it all. Nope, here's a new PS5. Here you go. You got you to have another big shiny to sell the big shininess of your big shiny company. That's just how it is. It's. I, I understand that, but it's just like they still haven't even got half the PS5s out to the market that still wants them. And then what? We're matter. a year in, doesn't right? doesn't matter. doesn't we're matter. We're almost a year in. Almost. Getting there. Two yeah, months from close. now. we're close. Yeah, we're close to a year in, and they ain't even got the PS5s out to give the people what they want yet. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I know. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We're just going to be a PS6. Hey, I never got the PS5. Well, now's the time sorry. to jump in. Make sure you pre-order your PS6 so this doesn't <laughs> happen to you again. That's right. But that's what I did this week. I had a good time with it. I can't wait. Honestly, I'll probably play it a little more tonight. It's going to be awesome. Tales of Rise, everybody. I'm just saying I'm having a blast with it. I want to play it constantly, and that should tell you something because, as I always say, most of the time I'm like, oh, I don't know what to play. I'll just watch an anime. Never mind. Whatever. And there you go. That's beautiful. What about you, Matt? What would you do this week? Well, I wasn't going to say anything about it. I was going to make everybody go to my Instagram account and find out what I did. But you said, man, walking around for two miles really sucks. Yeah, it does. Try walking around for 3.1 miles because I went and did 5K over the weekend. That's what I had to get up early, drive up to Uncle John's and do. It was one of those things. I signed up a few months ago, and I was like, all right, I'm going to start getting some training in. It won't be that great, but it won't be terrible either. And then I had issues, body issues, things happening, and I didn't get any training in. But I went, well, I paid my money. I'm going to go halves to do it. And it didn't do well, obviously, but it didn't come in last. The parts that I did do good, it felt good. It felt right. I was like, yeah, I'm back in it. Okay. So I went and had fun with that. One thing that did make me sad was I didn't get my apple cider slushy because across what? the finish line you get a ticket for a free pumpkin to take home. You get a ticket for some apple cider. Mm-hmm. You know, drank the apple cider, and my guts were just like oh, all over the place. Oh, boiling everywhere. And I went, okay, well, this is tasty and it's delicious, but I'm not going to chance it and like go get a donut and a, <laughs> and a cider. And then on your way or, home, you swerve it off the road, run into a cornfield, not having happening. problems. No. But it was wonderful because the course went all the way through the orchards, through the pumpkin patch, the sunflowers, around the corn maze, you know. So I was like, wow, this whole place is 
enormous. It's way huger than I ever thought it was just from seeing the front on the road or being inside the shop at the front. Mm-hmm. But that was cool. It was a lot of fun. Other thing that's a lot of fun, I'm saving the one thing until the end because it was the greatest thing I'd ever seen. One thing that was a lot of fun was playing Outriders with you because my character finally felt like how it was supposed to be. I could warp around, use my abilities, kill stuff like that, like the ability literally looks like you should. You turn them into bones and they go, and then they explode if you kill them. That's how it should be. That's how it should have felt this entire time. That's how it felt on Friday night. I was kicking butt. You were kicking butt. It was a great fun time for everybody. Also, sometime this week before or after that, stream some more uh, I wrote it in the show notes as GOT for Ghost of Tsushima, and in my brain, I almost said, I played some more Game of Thrones. That's not Game what that means. <laughs> what? That's you not what it? that says. <laughs> but I played some more Ghost, had some fun with it. I need to just get back in and finish it up, because every time I play it, I have fun, but I play it on stream, and I go, yeah, well, I don't know if I want to stream today. I just want to sit and do some things. One of the things I sat and did was play some Returnal. And man, I got bad at Returnal when I was away from Returnal. I, I went into one of the weekly challenges, and I got killed like one of the chumps that I always talked about in the front room. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the front room. It was like the third or fourth room in. But I was like, okay, I'm rolling. And then it was like some of the big baddies. And I went, oh, wait, no, I'm not rolling. Hey, wait, no, ah, don't touch. Oh, oh man, you got me. Did a couple runs. And those runs were better because it was, you know, the more base returnal gameplay, picking up your weapons, finding stuff out, figuring things out. Still feels really good. I need to get back into it more, but it was it was scratching that itch that one day when I was like, I don't know what to do. Let me put on Returnal. Let me put on my headphones and have a good time. And I had a good time. Something else I had a good time with just yesterday. came out the day before, but I could only play it yesterday. Deathloop. I'm not going to talk about it a lot here because I'm probably going to talk about it more next week. And I'm also not going to talk too much about it because, I don't know, maybe even the intro level is spoilers. But just like you said, when you watched it, it was totally not what I was expecting. That whole intro loop, the way it explained stuff, the way it showed stuff, the presentation of it as you're going through and like there's fragments of you that have gone through stuff before and seeing the, again, I'm trying not to spoil it, the evidence of the other you telling you what you do know, what you don't know, what you have to do. Fantastic. I loved it. Walking through an area and you know me, if there's two paths, I have to take both paths every single time. Going down one path and it would you'd get some kind of signal saying, not this way, not this time, dude. Go the other way. But I have to. And I'd look and the enemies would be super tough and I'd go, thank you future me or past me or other kind of me for letting me know that this is not the way to go. And then I finished that first loop, that first full day loop. And I was like, okay, I'm starting to, I'm starting to see how this is going to work. Because there's something that happens at the end of that day that now you can do first so that it doesn't happen there. And I went, this is going to be really cool. And I I have a feeling it's going to start being like more segmented. I don't know this. But like, hey, when you're going after this character, maybe you're going to see what he can do all through the day. And then, boop, reset. Now you know what you have to do at what times. Because I was kind of picturing just like free Roman running through and just, I don't know what to do. Maybe I'll go do him next. Maybe I'll do this. But what if I get there and this thing happens is over here? It seems like it's not going to be that way. It seems like it's more segmented and more guided, I guess. Yeah, guided and learning routines and learning, yeah. you know, what's going on to best achieve the mission. 
But you're going to, like you said, you're going like to have to do that. Not in a rigid way. Yeah. No, not in a rigid way. Because you're going to have to do it just by failure, trying and failure, trying and this. And then, of course, you're going to think you got something. But then you're going to find out that another thing happens that mm-hmm. really would be beneficial if you actually took care of that first. Then went and did this. And through this trial and error over and over. And then, of course, gaining more power, gaining more things, gaining more guns. You become a bad man, Jamba, and you handle the business. And I'm just loving, I only have like one ability so far, but I love using that. I love the weapons. I love thinking I know what I'm doing, but I'm here at a different time of day. So when I skirt the corner, there's an enemy right there when he wasn't there earlier. And I have to swap and grab the shotgun and just go wild and crazy and then clear out the whole area. I love it because it's just, it's new and it's fresh. I mean, I've only, like I said, I've only played through one full loop so far. But it feels fresh every time I go back to some place because this could happen or that could happen or these people are out and when they weren't before, I'm loving it so far. I can't wait to play more of it. And then the other thing I did over the weekend, back in the train up to Saturday or Sunday or someday, went and saw Malignant. And I can't say too much because of spoilers for this either, but it was the greatest thing I've ever seen in a theater. I said it on Twitter. What a great thing I witnessed. Yes, you know exactly what I'm talking about. What a great sequence of events I was I bore witness to. Yes, it was it was everything I didn't know that I needed, but that I did need. I literally pumped my fists in the theater. If I if I was alone, I would have cheered out loud. But I wasn't. There was another person there, so I silently just went. And I'm saying like mouthing like yes, like I'm so happy, because I know you guys can't see it. Mm-hmm. But it was so good. I want to talk about it more and talk about how the... And then... But I can't even say that. I'm going to have to cut that out of the show. Because that's a spoiler for no, what... you can't just, spoil any of it. You know? Oh, I so saw good. this movie too. I saw this movie too, Matt. Okay? We saw it this weekend together. No, we didn't see it together. But, you know, we saw it at the same time, just in different places. Okay? Yes. And I... See, Matt was like super excited. And I, on the other hand, was like... All right, I'm ready. For- Don't say anything else, though, because that's a sp- spoiler. The fact okay, that, I won't. you know, but I still had a great time for what this movie ends up being and how it ends up all working out. Fantastic. You should watch it. I don't even know what to say without spoiling anything, but just it's it's a neat movie. It's a neat movie. Okay. Like even the even the things that people say about it, I'm like, yeah, but that's why I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. You know, I've watched a couple of reviews of it, and people are like, well, I'm going to be critical about this and this, and I'm like, but that's why it's so good. That's why I loved it because it just. I can't say anything else, but it's just a wonderful experience. It made me so happy. But with all that spoiler talk cut out of the podcast, there's one thing that I can't cut out, and it's this week's releases. I wouldn't want to cut it out anyway, especially no mine, because I'm so excited for it, but I'm oh, also going to hand the reins to Eric, because he Life loves the series. He loves these games. I don't. You're lying. You're, you're, you're a liar, think Matt. it's the greatest? Just like <laughs> Baby Metal last week is your favorite band. Yes, Life is oh, Strange indeed. is your favorite series. I see you. I see you online. I see you. It says, Eric Batten, Life is Strange, and then you go, click, oh, invisible mode, I'm gone. I've never played a Life is Strange game. Golly gee. You know, you're partially right. You're partially right, all right? I've said this before when I when I went and talked about Life is Strange 2, etc. On this very podcast, well, Zyg2G, but you know what I mean. Whatever. Doesn't matter. I want to like this series. I don't even know why I want to like this series. Of course, it's done by Deck Nine, published by Square Enix. It's out now. Life is Strange, True Colors, brand new one out. It's been a while. They did the last set, which was like a whole like series based. A lot of people didn't like it. A lot of people were upset about how they released it. This time, 
boom, here you go, it's the game, fantastic. Now, back to what I was saying, Life is Strange 1, played it. Everyone loved it, and I wanted to love it. I love playing a video game that's just a narrative-based thing. You know, I think it's it's fun to kick back and just kind of like be an interactive movie once in a while. But it wasn't quite that, and the characters just weren't getting me hooked. But everyone says it's the most amazing thing. And I'm in the same boat as you. I hear nothing but good stuff about it, so I want to get into the series. But I wonder if the issue is these are stories that we as, you know, just two fellas can't Uh really relate to. Because, you know, younger high school teenager girls were the first one. Mm -hmm. Like, well, I'll never know any of this. This is... Well, remember, then the the second one was also the female, etc. And the third one, this one's now also another teenage female uh, who's had a troubled past. And I wonder if that's just it, is it's it's not a story that we can relate to, even if it's told well and we can maybe sympathize with the characters. It's just not, it doesn't connect with us because we just don't know. Maybe that's don't it. Know I don't that know. World. You know, and that's possible. I don't know. So maybe that's it. Maybe you're right, Matt. Just completely can't, I just can't click with it. I looked at this one once again. I was watching some playthroughs, watching reviews, and I'm like, all right, maybe this one will be one I can grab on board with and just have a good time with. Alex Chen's the main character. She's in this little town in Colorado. She has the ability to see the auras around people and sense when they're mad, sad, happy. You know, she's the power of empathy is what they call it. And it's if it's super strong, then she feels it. You know, no matter what, even if she doesn't want to, she feels that that feeling. And she's had a bad past. You know, her parents are mean to her. This kind of stuff. You know. And once again, immediately I went, oh, okay, well. That's not vibing with me. All right. I will say this. The environment itself is gorgeous. Like the town that you're in, the town that you're interacting in, awesome. Just looks really, really good. The story, the characters themselves are all so, you know, from the reviews and the playthrough I watched, I've watched about an hour long playthrough. So not the whole thing or anything, but a little bit was totally fine. Totally cool. Totally, you know, all the voice actors, everything felt right. Like it, you were inside of this this whole little environment, and you were getting to see uh, Alex, you know, open up with her powers and figure out what you could do and what you can't do with it, and how she's coping with the fact that she has this. That stuff was neat, but once again, I just wasn't clicking with it. But I'll tell you this: if you do like Life is Strange, and you've enjoyed one, two, uh, what was the other one? That little one with the boy and his brother and whatnot, or. Captain Awesome. Captain Awesome, something like that. If you enjoyed those, this one's fantastic. I mean, this one feels like it's taken everything it's learned from the past and has brought it forward. Like, it's really smooth, really gorgeous. The character interactions are really smooth. It feels right. It does feel natural, like conversations would go. Uh, And then, of course, this is speaking off what I don't know. Apparently, there's a couple relationships you can get into in this one, so you can pick, and they have different storylines, but both very apparently meaningful, so you have a lot of choice, and there's, of course, a lot of deviation to how the ending can go, depending on who you meet, who you talk to, whose problems you solve, all that good stuff, which is, you know, sort of typical of your Life is Strange adventure, but I'm telling you right now, if you do love Life is Strange, this one is probably going to be the best of the series, but once again... I tried to give it a go, just wasn't for me. I can't get on board, and it makes me sad because I really do feel like I, I'd like a like a five to seven hour event 
that I could just kind of kick back upstairs while I'm just hanging out, you know, and just play through and have a good time with, but without focusing 100% sucks. I like these kind of personal narrative games too. So every time I see this one, I go, maybe this is the one, maybe I get into it, but something about it just doesn't click with me either. But if it clicks with you, definitely check it out. Because like you said, every time I see it, I want to play it. I want to experience it, but I just know it's not for me. So your release is a game that neither of us can quite connect with. But man, I got a game that I guarantee you would love if you saw it, if you played it, if you know anything about it. It's Eastward. It's been on my radar without me knowing that it was coming out at this time for a long time. Every indie game thing, every indie game showcase, every collection of trailers of indie games has had this in it for the past year. And every time I see it, I perk my ears up because the pixel art and the lighting in this game is flippin' amazing. Eastward is out now, today, as we're recording this for PC and Switch, developed by Pixpill, which, as I understand it, is a team of three people in, like, Shanghai, China, published by Chucklefish, who is a big indie games publisher. What do I say every single time on my releases? I can't tell you too much about it, because I want to play it so much that I can't do super-duper research, and you have to see this game in action. You have to see the art. You have to see the characters moving. It is such beautiful pixel art. It reminds me of like replaced or the last night where you have those lighting effects over that beautiful pixel art. It's not, you know, cyberpunk themed. This is kind of sort of retro. It's got like an earthbound feel to it. You play as John, like a middle-aged guy. He's been living in this subterranean world and he's a miner. He under uncovers this girl in a tube underground named Sam who has some special abilities. Together, they go up to the surface. I guess that that's not really a spoiler because it's in literally everything. But his kind of subterranean clan or culture or town that he lives in kicks him out to the surface. Now they're exploring a post-apocalyptic world. It's kind of been plagued by this miasma. That's why people are underground. That's why there's certain settlements here and there. And then they're finding out secrets about the world. They're exploring. They're meeting new people, doing new stuff, going through dungeons, fighting bosses, and having a charming time because all of their interactions obviously he's like a stern gruff silent protagonist type she's a young girl who's all bubbly and eager to explore the world so there's a lot of like heartwarming scenes of them you know exploring and having fun and meeting new characters and having a fun time and like cooking up treats over the campfire because there's a little cooking mini game where you can cook up some good stuff to get you bonuses in battle but then, of course, it's a post-apocalyptic world, a story about a father figure and a daughter who's got special powers. You know it's going to get grim and dark at some point, but you have to see this game in action. You have to listen to this game in action because the music is so awesome. Chiptune, bumping, rocking. I, uh, I watched a few snippets of the IGN 25 minutes of gameplay. Just the music alone, it had me just grooving and vibing there in my kitchen as I was making dinner. And then when you look over and you see that beautiful pixel art with the beautiful lighting effects over top of it, it takes you back to what your memories of Earthbound you think looked like. This is like that turned up to 11. It looks so good. It sounds so good. The story, it's actually super long. It's like 30 to 35 hours. So that'll be the thing that snake bites you and me. Mm -hmm. But everything I've heard, the story is wonderful. It's touching. It's moving. It's dark. It's scary at certain points. The combat is fairly simple. It's kind of Zelda-style combat, but you get a couple assortments of weapons. You fight big bosses. Your two characters run around together, but you can split them up to solve puzzles too. Lost Viking style, or you take the high road, I take the low road. We're flipping switches and doing things. From what I've heard, combat starts off easy, gets harder. Puzzles start off easy, they get harder. 
Story starts off light, gets darker. It's everything that I love. And if you love those old school RPGs, I guarantee you're going to love Eastward. It, you just you just have to see it. You got to watch the watch the watch the trailer, watch some gameplay. You'll fall in love with the look and the style of it on its own. And then from everything I've heard, you're going to fall in love with the characters. You're going to have a great time in this game. I can't wait to get done editing the podcast so I can go and buy it for my Switch because it looks fantastic. It sounds fantastic. It's a tribute to those old school RPGs by being itself one, but better. So check out Eastward. It looks incredible. I can't wait to actually play it. Too bad it ain't on Game Pass, Matt. Gosh, golly. Man, oh man. That'd be the best, you know? This is one of those things that is worth paying for, though. Once you see it and hear it in action, you're going to love it, I guarantee. Yeah, but how am I going to afford it, Matt? You know, how much blood do I have to give? How much blood do I have to give? All of it. You got to give it all. Dude, your body just makes more. It's a free resource. Yeah. You are, you know, oh, money doesn't grow on trees. It grows grows on me. It grows inside of me. You're right. Yeah. You know what? I should. Just go donate more and more and more. Hey, you know what grows inside of people and basically grows on trees? Shift keys? It's shift codes for golden keys in Borderlands, <laughs> the pre-sequel. And then that's not all. You can't just hit up your favorite shift code provider for just that because they also dropped shift codes for, I can't remember the name of the skins, some crazy psychedelic skins. Psychodelic skins maybe is what they're called. I can't remember. Look it up, Eric. Do it fast. Oh, it's too, it's too late. It's too hard. That's too much. You're crazy. But we got a shift code for some new skins in Borderlands 3 and a shift code for a diamond key, which you lied to me, Eric. You said it was not redeemable. It says it goes through September 30th, so you typed it in wrong, friend. I looked it up right before the show. I can still get it. September 27th. You're right. Except for it's not redeemable. And the reason I say it's not redeemable because I tried to put it in and it keeps telling me it ain't redeemable. And I I'm was doing there like, the day I'm doing did. like the two the two person finger typing motion uh, to Eric. I'm, I'm guessing he just typo fingered it in wrong. No, no, I've done it's it twice be. now. I've done it twice now. You made it's a different error days. the second time. C H three J two C H S Z five X C X H. Yeah, I've done these stupid codes a million times, and it keeps telling me it's not valid. I got the other one, the skins that you're talking about. I did get those. And you're right. You got to get those skins because it was a two-day blowout for Borderlands 3's second birthday. Now, what makes no sense is that this was a two-day blowout. However, as Matt said, yes, you can get those extra codes up until like September 27th. Let me bust in. They're the Pop Cycle skins. Yeah, Popsicle. There you go. Like, like psycho It should have been like Popsicle, like a, like a sickle. Mm-hmm. Like, like a, you know. Like that. Yeah. Now, of course, during this two-day event, which is now gone and over, everybody, Maurice had some free legendaries for you to go pick up. As Matt said, you had the diamond loot, the pop cycle skins going. The earworm assault rifle from 2019's Boss Week was added into the loot pool. The Becca assault rifle was also added into the loot pool. You were able to go loot Monster Mayhem and have a great time. And I think that's the part that was just for the two days. Yes. The rest of it, as Matt said, was for later. But at the time, I was totally like, oh, nope. You got two days to get that stuff done. Did you do it? Nope. Oh, you're screwed. Sorry. Well, you're not screwed, folks. Go get the rest of the stuff. Go put those codes in and at least pick up the skins and that diamond loot chest, which doesn't work for me. I don't know what I got to do to get it to work, but hopefully I figure it out before the expiration date because that'd be fun. 
This is one of the things I saw, you know, it got announced way before it happened, and I went, I'm going to have to put that in my calendar. And then I turned around and ran a 5K or whatever, and I forgot to put it in my calendar, and now it's over. Today, as we're recording this, is the day after, so I didn't get my free legendaries. As you were talking about it, I hung my head in shame because it was free legendaries. What an idiot. What a dumb idiot I was. I hope you out there in podcast listener land were not a dumb idiot like me, but if you were, you can still get those skins. You can still get that diamond key for your diamond chest as long as it does work for you like it didn't work for Eric. Good on you, Borderlands. The weeks of loot the universe leading up to this loot monster mayhem. All of that going on. It's Mayhem crazy. made mild. They had everything uh-huh. going on. So I'm glad that they did it, but I'm ashamed of myself that I didn't get in on it and do it myself. It is pretty shameful because we said it last week, Matt. Iridium falling out your ears. Loot falling out your ears. Mayhem mode down to nothing. Everything was easy mode. Then on top of it, these two days where the loot, the bosses was going freaking nuts. This is where you wanted to be. You wanted to be playing Borderlands, getting all the legendaries under the sun, and free ones from Maurice, and the diamond loot chest. And there you were, just skating around, you know? Well, you know me, though. I like the new content. I like playing new stuff and figuring out new things. True that. Loot monsters are going up, but I still have to kill all the same things that I have been. Mm-hmm. We talked about it a little bit off yeah. air. I don't know. That's just me. I'm glad for everybody who did have a great time and get a bunch of cool new loot over the anniversary celebration. And like I said, it's cool that they did one at all because they could have just said, happy anniversary and just put out a tweet. But they did some cool stuff for us. I'm going to get the skins, going to get the diamond key, and going to have a great time. Well, you will because the diamond key is going to get you all sorts of good loot anyway. And speaking of brand new, speaking of new things, speaking of doing what's fresh, guess what? GameSpot, Matt, had an interview with senior producer Kayla Belmore and the creative director, Mr. Matt Cox, over there on the old GameSpot, having a good time, talking about Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Now, of course, last week, we you know we saw it all. We saw the big trailer. We saw the reveal. Talked about it a little bit and all this and all that. But here we got like some actual in-depth details. And we talked about it. We saw the little chibi figures in that overworld, Matt. Well, they went on to, you know, clarify that, yes, we are calling it the overworld, which me and you joked about off-air, isn't that what it's always been called? But as I said, hey, folks don't know about overworlds anymore. That's not a thing in RPGs most of the time these days. The one thing I did love, too, though, is that they did reinforce that your character customization, which I'm excited about on it, enough on oh, its own. we're going to talk we'll, about that. Trust we'll get into that in a second. That literally carries over to your chibi bobblehead figures mm-hmm. that are going around on That's the overworld. That's awesome. It's not just going to be, oh, you're primarily a mage. Here's the mage hat bobblehead. It'll be your mage and what he looks like transformed into this chibi figure. And I was like, that's going to be so cool because when you and I look completely ridiculous as our regular characters and I spawn in and I, we do that turn towards each other and look at each other. Ha ha ha, you look goofy. Ha ha, so do I. We'll see it every single time when we're on the overworld goofing around. Get your big stupid bobblehead out of my way. I don't know. It's just, it's a small touch and it sounds like something that doesn't really matter. But the fact that you can customize your characters and it carries over into this, it's got me pumped for some reason. I'm excited to see it because you traverse the world a million times in Borderlands. You're going to do it here in Wonderlands too. You're going to get a little cutscene with your actual little character going zip, 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 zip. But here's the, here's the best part of it all, okay? Multiple facets here, Matt. Now, Mental Mars over the last week posted up a whole shindig. It was like, hey, what do you guys want to create when you do this new thing? Because let me tell you, 
in the interview, they said, hey, look, we got character customization here. You're you're designing your character, voice, everything, all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff. Not not just, you know, a couple little this, little that. And I went, oh, you know, Battleborn's Phoebe's coming back, boys and girls. And I, and of course, that was kind of a joke. You know, I'm like, okay, yeah, ha, ha, that's what I hope to do. It'd be cool. They have the assets for it. But of course, I didn't expect that. But then when this interview popped, man, I was like, wait a minute. You got custom voices, custom this, custom that. Why would they not reach out to all the voice actors and actresses that have done stuff for them in the past, including Battleborn? And why would you not bring back generic heads, skins, things like that for characters you've already created in the past as options for this particular title since it is in a D&D, you know, mystical, magical world? This feels like it's a hundred percent shoe in at this point that you're gonna get to create a eh, not a not a hundred percent character recreation but a pretty damn close recreation of a lot of characters that you might have played and or loved in previous titles or previous things you've played and also tie in voices like do you honestly tell me right now man do you honestly not think that jim's not gonna have some voices up in this game do you think that's not going to happen? It's not. You know it's, Jim's going to have those voices. Of course he is. So Oscar Mike, do you not think Oscar Mike's not going to be a voice option? No way. Come on. The only thing I'm concerned about, though, is there were like, what, 30-some characters in Battleborn. So to have 30-some voices on top of other types of voices, on top of this, on top of that, that's the thing I'm concerned about. Like, I can see them dropping in the, like, the heads or the shoulders or the arms or stuff really easy, but... Th- having so many different voice options while i hope they do because that would be super awesome i have a feeling it won't be that expansive but maybe it'll be like like in the saints row series you have like woman one woman two and then the third or fourth options are always something weird maybe oscar mike will be aggressive male four tick 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 over and then oh there he is Mm -hmm. but i'm looking forward to that i'm looking forward to seeing what kind of weird not only just the weird customizations of your your body and your look, but what kind of weird voices you can find in there? Because it's Borderlands. You can do. I mean, Krieg is obviously going to have to be a voice. You can do all sorts of crazy characters. What if the Bane, the gun, was a voice you could have for your character? The voice talent they have, Matt. There's no way you're not going to get a lot of really cool options. And I, and maybe I'm overstepping, maybe I'm being too optimistic, but it just seems to me like a complete shoe-in that you're going to have a lot of really cool variants. You, all the talking guns from Borderlands could be back as your character. You could be that talking mm-hmm. shotgun. You could be, like, now I'm so excited about being the Bane that if I'm not the Bane, I'm going to be so mad. If the Bane is not in there somewhere, of well, just, every response is just... But that's me with Phoebe. You know, it, there's no reason this shouldn't exist. And then I even went further. I was like, okay, well, hang on, Eric. I know they got Melee. Okay, wait, no, wait, stop. You just sold me because I just thought about being Pendles in Wonderlands. Oh if my I could gosh. have a snakehead. They oh, said Pendles talking about doing that thing over there. And oh, they boy. said that you won't just have to be some human or whatever. They've got people with shark fin heads, this and that. Yeah, yeah. Why not have somebody with a snakehead, Matt? Why not have Pendle's voice actor come back and do some voice lines? All of a sudden, yeah, you're not exactly Pendle's, mm-hmm. but you're damn near close enough to be Pendle's. And then that ties in to, like I said, what I was going with here was the melee uh, magic 
uh, gun, the whole the whole thing. And I was like, well, that'll suck because you know you got to pick one. Nope, you get a subclass. So you mm-hmm. get to be like, well, I'm going to go melee. But then later on in the game, they said you're going to get to pick a subclass and kind of mix and match two different specs all together. Well, now I go caster. Now I'm doing melee and casting. Boom. I'm Phoebe. I got my magic swords flying around my head, but I'm still melee. Perfect. Pendles, guess what? You get your get your, you know, poisons. You get your melee. You're on board. I am on board with that. The one thing I am a little bit sad about, though, is, you know, they talked about you get your class and your subclass, and it said, once you beat the story, you can re-roll your subclass or try out different ones, mm-hmm. but you can't redo your main one, which, I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter because you're gonna we're going to pick the thing we want to do the most anyway, and then since you can try out everything else, you're basically half and half mm-hmm. anyways, but... Yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see what all those classes are going to be. Is there going to be like a traditional healer style subclass where you can just be melee doofus and I'll be healer, but then when it's time for subclass, then I'll be assassin or sniper or something. Can we, is it going to be that cool? Is it going to be just traditional Borderlands character types mostly of just like we have a cool ability, but there's not like a healer or a tank? I don't know. I'm excited to see what those are. To know what combos we can make, just like we talked about that one indie game where you're comboing up, you know, Uh nobody saves the world style. What's this going to do? What's that going to be? I feel like they're going to go a little bit deeper because they kept talking about how much they love D&D and how much they wanted to incorporate it. I feel like this one's going to have a little more in-depth character customization along with class customization and then of course the, you know, synergy between other characters and, and figuring out what works for you and your friends or whatever. But I, I don't I don't I want to overreach. I don't think people should overreach. So I don't think it's gonna be an actual like crazy I'm a healer and I'm actually doing this and this and this. Right. But I think there will be some stuff. Healing type skills or I, I think additions to your gun damage, that kind of thing, yeah. I feel like that's something that'll happen. And then of course they talked about how you're gonna get base attributes, you're gonna get your strength, your dexterity, mm-hmm. and then your luck's gonna come from a whole separate thing, and that'll of course dictate loot. And that got me excited. And then, of course, Matt, you mentioned the overworld earlier. This is where I can't wait to see what happens. I can't wait to see more. Because they said traditionally in Borderlands, you know, you're running from zone to zone. You're over there or you're you're on your little bike or your freaking, you know, your car, whatever. It doesn't matter. This time they said you're in an overworld. But while you're in the overworld traveling or traversing, you're going to have encounters. Yeah. So you're going to get sucked in RPG style into this. Fir- and then you're going to go right back to how you always play Borderlands, first person shooter, or in this case, melee, spellcaster, whatever. You're going to have the encounter, and then you're going to pop back out to the overworld. And then on top of that, they said, well, it, there's a main storyline that you can kind of slam, bam, thank you, man, get through. But there's also going to be a ton of side quests you can pick up. And then D&D style whole modules will open on the overworld, which mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, that's so freaking cool. And if you don't know, it's like D&D style where they open up these extra little pallets on the map and then you get this whole cool side little dungeon, which the game master would have. They're making it sound like that's what they're doing. So your side quest pops up, you want to accept it instead of just skipping it. All of a sudden a module pops open on the side, you go in and then you accomplish whatever side task it was. That sounds really, really freaking cool and like a lot of fun. Both of those things sound incredible. And the fact that they said, oh yeah, seamlessly you'll jump from the overworld in these random encounters into the gunplay and the actual gameplay. Again, it sounds like a small thing. That's what I'm most excited about. It not being, oh, we hit the guy. All right, hang on. 
loading screen. Oh, I wonder what it's going to be this time. I hope it's not that one that we ran into earlier that was tough. Oh, here we go. Oh, there it is. Oh, geez. But obviously now with the fact that we got next-gen consoles with SSDs and fast-ass loading, I'm hoping that it's just, oh, we hit it. Bam. We're just, you know, maybe it like the world goes whoosh, 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 and it tears away into your first-person shooting mode. That will be so cool. As long as it's smooth like that, and then, like you said, seeing the modules pop up on the side, I'm picturing like like story pop-up book type of thing, just going, boom, here's the whole area. Now you go into that. I can't wait for it. It looks outstanding. It looks exciting. Another thing that I'm very happy about, at the tail end of the article, and then Randy Pitchford tweeted about it too, this isn't Borderlands 3 Tiny Tina. This is Borderlands I was just gonna bring 2 that up. Tiny yes. Tina. Oh, yes. I'm so excited to go back to just absolutely nutso, over-the-top, ridiculous. And then this ties into what we talked about last week with, you know, maybe she can re-roll and do random stuff and change things up for each boss encounter that you have. When you go to farm it, maybe he'll be different. That's what Borderlands 2 Tiny Tina would do. She'd go, hey, suckers, except this time he's on fire, or you're on fire, or now the floor is lava. Here you go. You could take all those mayhem modifiers they've been Mm -hmm. working on with Borderlands 3, roll that into Tiny Tina dialogue of her just like, now we got big heads, go! Critical hits, boom! This is the perfect avenue for that. It feels weird to go like forward and then back, but it's going to feel right when we jump in and we're like, this is what we wanted. We wanted a whole Dragon Keep thing. This takes place right after it. She's doing it fresh right from there. The whole storyline is there. Beautiful. I'm excited. I can't wait. Yes. I, I was just going to mention that, man. I, we get old school Tiny Tina. And don't get me wrong. I like Dermboro on the street, but you can't be old school Tiny Tina energy. Yeah. It's fantastic. And I feel like they're going to nail it. They're going to bring it all back. And then one last little tidbit from that interview that really got me going was, as I keep saying, I'm going to be Phoebe. You know, I'm going to do Melee. That's for sure. Hey, hey. Matt was like, hey, you know, and you know how sometimes when you're, you know, you run around and you do a melee attack and it doesn't quite strike and then you're just an idiot and it just air swipes and nothing. Uh uh-uh. uh. We made it so like you glide into the enemy, do a slide into the enemy and do an attack. If you're just short of hitting that enemy, we make up for it. Yeah. And I went, yes, yes. Because I've done that a million times where. I think I'm in range. It feels like I'm in range. It looks like I should be in there. And instead, I'm just hitting the air and do one of my, you know, my, hey, yeah, 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 attacks. And then nothing. And I'm like, oh, I'm an idiot. I was just going to say, we did that in Battleborn all the time. Uh-huh. Well, let me let me knock this guy into the wall as Boulder. Um, now I'm, I'm two feet from him. I, yeah. I guess it, I, okay, I didn't yep. do it. Let Don't. me throw the hook out. Ching. It, it was short. It was oh. short by like a foot or whatever the game equivalent is. We're dumb. But thank you, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, for fixing this. Now, we're going up so high. I'm going to throw the hook. I'm going to bring us down just a tiny bit. All right. Because we mentioned it on the show last week. And this is, again, proof that they listened to the show. They obviously listened to the show. I said it, and then you backed me up. I don't want any Borderlands 3 guns in this. I don't want. I want everything to be new and fresh <laughs> and fine and wonderful. Randy Pitchford put out a poll on Twitter, and he said, Ha, this will show that idiot Matt from Third Shift. Hey, in Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, we could conceivably have Borderlands 3 guns. Would you love that? First option, yes. Second option, hell yes. Third option, no. Option no was getting completely just curb stomped and destroyed and i sent it to you and i was like get in here and vote no on this i'm guaranteed it's even worse now we got ratioed by randy pitchford that's what the kids say on twitter we got ratioed by him he got me he got me he, he got heard you. me then you decided to put your teeth on that curve and just pow you're done 
Now, I will say, our buddy Jim Ferranda, he actually put out a good story of like, the Ogre was my very first Borderlands gun, so every time I see it, it makes me happy. It takes me back to those first days. I hear you. I hear you, Jim. I see why people would love it. It's just me. I'm just an old man. You know, I just want I just want flaming sticks and crossbows and new things. I want the new things. But that is the beauty. You can play with just the new things, man. Yeah. You can just play with them and ignore any of the, you know, the the old school guns that come in. No one kept heralds for you. Don't even worry about it. But I know what's going to happen is I'm going to find an OPQ system and I'm I'm going to stealthily sneak it onto my character. We'll be like six beers deep. You're like, what are you what are you attacking them with right now? Nothing. Nothing, dude. Nothing. I'm a spell I just caster. put out a spell. I'm a spell I just caster. put out my I put out my pet. <laughs> That's it. No. What do you What is your main damage thing right now? I saw some. It's, it's a gun. You know, you'll see my character go, rrr, rrr, yep. pull out a crossbow. It's a crossbow, dude. Crossbow. No, I heard an assault rifle. I heard an OPQ system. I saw a little electrical blast. I saw some it craziness happening. <sighs> yeah, you're right. I'm so... It's my it's favorite. Just the best what gun can there I do? Is. What do you want from me? Yeah, that's going to happen. And this one, that's the only gun I'll play with. There we go. That'll be my caveat. If the OPQ system is in there, just like I always say with Borderlands 3, it's the only gun I use. It's not really. In this game, it will be. There we go. That's the only gun I'll use. That's terrible, Matt. Terrible. <laughs> I don't think that'll happen. It won't come true. There's going to be so many cool things, so many variants. As they talked about, the, the spell books are going to be a whole shtick. You get legendary spell books. You mm-hmm. get the crossbows, as you said, the freaking bows. Melee weapons. Melee weapons. All kinds of stuff. I can't wait. I can't wait to see more. I mean, if there's a stealth class like we were talking about with pendles, I won't use guns anyway. Because I just go, all right, hang on. We got enemies. Poof. Stabby, 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 stabby. Yeah. Poison. Oh. And then just imagine, you get a rapier that has sends rapiers around you, and then it has like a thorns damage effect. Anybody gets near it, it gets... Oh my gosh, it's, it's going to happen. I know it. Randy Varnell, all the old crew, all the old boys, they know. They're going to do it. They're not going to do me dirty. I can feel it in my bones. And just like we said, it's D&D, so you have to have a rogue. Mm-hmm. What better sneaky than rogue pendles. than Pendles? Yeah. There we go. It's 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 set in stone. Third shift guarantee. Well, I shouldn't say that because that means it won't happen. That means it won't happen. Don't say it. <laughs> Never say it. <laughs> but what about you out there in podcast listener land? What are you most excited for? What character from Battleborn are you going to make in this game? In Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Let us know via the email thirdshiftme at gmail.com on the Twitter machine at thirdshiftme and find us on Facebook going to Third Shift. Indeed. You can check us out on that Facebook. You can also go over to Patreon. We treat it like a little tip jar. You all know the rigmarole by now. Anything and everything helps us help you, keeps the lights on, pays that pod bean. We appreciate every single dollar, 50 cents, five dollars, hundred dollars that comes our that has come our way in the past, present, and or future. But we do understand times are changing, times are tough. If you can't throw a buck our way, as we tell you, there's so many other ways you can help out. Mailbag questions, interaction on the Twitters, on that Facebook, all that good stuff. You can go get the five-star ratings, any of these things, all these things. Hey, come visit us up in Michigan. I don't know, you know, maybe, maybe. That's what, you know, possible. Jim visited us and he had a, great, had a great time. time. He even posted about it on Twitter. Exactly. So there we go. It was a great time. Someday maybe the world will get back to normal and we can do things like that again. But until that, hey, we do appreciate you. Even if you do nothing but just listen, that helps us too. And we thank you for it. Absolutely. And, of course, we thank you for listening to the very next episode, which will be dropping on the 23rd. And you can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey, 
If you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, rating, review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out, and we really do appreciate it. We do indeed. We need them five-star ratings, folks. Come on. Come on, Shelly. You remember that mad reference? Come on, Shelly. Come on, Shelly. You know, it's a, it's a really good one. You don't remember that? I don't remember no? that. No? Okay. Well, maybe somebody listening remember remembers I remember you that. saying it, but I don't remember yeah. it. It was a mad TV reference, really cool skits, had a lot of fun with it. That's what I was referencing. I don't know. Maybe y'all are too young to know this. Matt just didn't watch Matt TV. So not a lot. I watched like the first couple seasons and then I fell off. Falls on deaf ears. Just like you guys not giving us five star ratings falls on deaf ears. <laughs> you know, it's the same thing, right? <laughs> Whatever. Have a great day. No, and with that, there's nothing else to say. <laughs> but Shut up and sit down.